Oh, hi. I'm Nevin, and this is Cooking Up a Podcast. This week, I went to New York City and interviewed Chef Jeremiah Stone from Contra Wild Air in the newly opened Una Pizzeria Napolitana. Thanks for tuning back in. Thanks for listening. This week I was in New York City and I got to meet a dude who I've been following for a really long time, Chef Jeremiah Stone. He opened up Contra with his partner, Fabian Von Husk, five years ago in New York City. It's a tasting menu place and they won a tasting menu prefix menu. They won tons of awards. They got a Michelin star, good review in the New York Times. Uh, They've just been killing it. They travel all over the world and do collaborations with tons of famous chefs and really cool restaurants. And um, Anyway, they opened up another place. It's called Wild Air. It's a wine bar, a little more casual a la carte. And they recently just partnered with the legend Anthony Mangieri of Una Pizzeria Napolitana um, and they just wrote and came out with their very first cookbook, a very serious cookbook. It just came out. They're touring around. They're cooking stuff out of the book. They're doing more collaborations and he's super inspirational to me because he's just a positive guy. Like they're just, he loves what he's doing. He loves food. He loves cooking. He's in it. He loves collaborating with other people and It's just a part of him and putting it out into the world is just what he does. And um, it was, you know, I'm really happy I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with him and uh, very grateful for the opportunity. So this is me and Jeremiah in New York City at Una Pizzeria. Talking shop, talking about all the things. Jeremiah Stone. I'm the chef owner of Contra uh, Restaurant and Wild Air located on Orchard Street and the newly opened Una Pizza Napolitana, uh, which is where we are at now. To start the conversation, um, because one, I don't really know your story that well, but like pre-Contra, like what your come up was like and where you've been, what you did, and then then up to opening up Contra. We opened uh, actually five years ago to date like pretty much this is the week that we opened um in 2013 um before that i was working with uh marcus samuelson on a project um that that i was consulting on and helping open uh and then i opened up isa in williamsburg with ignacio matos from Mastella and and flora and um before that i was in paris for a few years so that was kind of like the the beginning of of um of this idea to open a tasting menu like affordable tasting menu so i had been cooking in new york for for several years and a bunch of different restaurants and uh i just i decided after a few years of doing private catering restaurants to to move to france and just to do something really different and um so i, I left new york in 2009 i think and then um and i went to basically you know knock on the door of I was working for this this food organization in France called Omnivore. And Omnivore is basically like a food guide 
that so it was like a wine guide a food guide that would come out and it would talk about all the young chefs all over france and then like a little bit about you know spain italy and 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 uh america just i mean to give you an example it was mostly france it only had two chefs from the u.s i think and uh it only had like a handful of chefs in italy and spain and it was really focused on france so um they came to new york and they brought michel bra um iñaki Etzpetard, they brought uh alexander gautier so i met all these guys and then i was like oh, okay like well if i ever want to go to france that you know they're saying no oh, come and you know, there's there's a place for you to stay and cook or whatever. And I kind of just, like, decided to pick up and go. I had never lived outside of the States, so I moved to France uh, and started to work for that organization a little bit, which was, you know, we were doing dinners um, every month and traveling. They, they do a, a bunch of festivals. So basically, like, um, either anything from dinners to, like, symposiums. They had this one thing called uh, Omnivore Deauville, which is in this beach town, and they basically take over the entire, rent out the entire hotel, uh, like a five-star hotel. It's all chefs. It's like, you know, all these people, like, drive in or, or fly in to, to come see these people speak. And this is kind of like where you would... They, they were always trying to discover new chefs, so... Um, you had, you know, Christian Puglisi before he opened Relay, you know, Rene uh, very early on. And people like, this is where I met Magnus Nilsson and where I met, you know, Ben Shuri, like way before they were, they had, you know, book TV or, you know, right. anything like that. So that was really exciting at that time. It was, you know, almost 10 years ago. A lot of... Um, amazing chefs right now that that are really kind of uh, in control of the the global food scene were doing these events and uh so that was what i was doing and then i took a job at a place called reno and i was at reno for um a few years as the sous chef and that was um until i came back to new york and and kind of screwed up my visa process and I ended up staying to open up Isa with Ignacio. Yeah. And then I moved back to France after a few um a few months to to try and pick up my my life and 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 move back to New York at that point. Yeah, I remember the Isa then there the like calamari with beans that dish that was really cool. It's funny cuz like a lot yeah, a lot of people it was a really short short run. I mean, it was there for for, for a little bit as Isa, but when we had opened it, it was one restaurant, and then, you know, Ignacio left shortly after I had left, but it was uh, kind of a funny, like, there's so many relationships and people and things that had stemmed from that, you know, short time in that small, you know, little restaurant that we had come up with that, you know, obviously with Ignacio opening all these places, and there would really be no Estella and Flora and Cafe Ultra, and there would be no Contra, there'd be, you know, and, and a lot of the people that had met through that circle and and it was you know it's very fun and i and i we were working all the time i i you know can't really remember every single person that that came in but then and they would say like oh like i remember this and that i'm like oh that's crazy because i don't even remember some of it like or some of the things i need to you need to tell me and i'm like oh yeah yeah we used to you know do that and i remember you know i kind of completely forgot we there's a kind of place like same thing with Contra like just all the change, yeah, yeah the changes like we would change the menu at Issa every day the, the menus were the, sick too yeah. the collages <laughs> like oh man it was so cool yeah we had this guy uh, Isaac who he he wanted to be like a like a, he wanted to be a involved in the restaurant somehow we had no experience and he ended up kind of being like an assistant to um tavo the, the owner he had a little bit of background design he helped build out like a lot of the restaurant you know he was we all 
were like there in the last couple of weeks, like yes. chipping in, very hands on, and and he was super handy. So he would like you know help with the furniture. He was everywhere. But then after we had completed the place, he was. Um, he was doing the menus like he ended up taking over and doing all the menus for a while and so he'd be upstairs yeah. cutting out um, old magazines and making like collages and so he, he either came up with or did up most of the menu design yeah you could feel the energy of all of that stuff kind of starting there for sure like I was in Boston and it was like you come to New York and it was like that's the spot like if you know what's up that's where you gotta go oh, for sure cool. yeah I, I that like I I didn't it was it's one of those things where like it it was hard to get people to come out like on a Wednesday right night you know yeah. in New York so there are times where we you know did like 40 50 covers but then like you're saying like you had heard about it all the way in Boston so that's how kind of how New York is sometimes like we'll have people fly in just to come eat at Contra from Japan you know they'll, they'll come and they'll eat it like Two of our restaurants will go to like Estella, they'll go to EMP or something. But, you know, you might have some. I had someone that was living upstairs uh, on top of the restaurant who didn't know that the restaurant existed and she lived there for four years. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing yeah. where it's just such a big city that sometimes, you know, you don't you don't even know what's going on, like right in your, right in your backyard. Okay, so that happened then. Contra five years ago ish yeah so I moved back and uh, was working on some you know just consulting trying to gather up some money and uh, me and my my partner um, Fabian had been friends for a few years already we had decided to do this this project um, Contra we were talking about it he was working at um, Copenhagen and I was in France so we were constantly going back and forth about different ideas and um, Contra had been this uh, they, the main points were natural wine, do something affordable, you know, like not necessarily like a tasting menu, but like a, a, a prefix, like a, a set menu that, that was just something that you come and you don't make choices. And, and it was really like a neighborhood restaurant. And that's kind of how we started. Um, so that was, yeah, October 2nd or 3rd. We're like the friends and family, I think, or the first days. And then, and then we opened uh, five years ago. Um, and that was, you know, that was our first restaurant. We opened with no manager. We had, we were taking reservations in a book. You know, we wanted to, we were thinking it would be really small and, but people really kind of, um, took on to the idea. And so, you know, we started, we did everything ourselves. Like we, I would answer the phones and, you know, fix things and also, you know, work the line, cooked probably every piece of, you know, everything, yeah. Yeah, every piece of fish for like the first year. And like, it was just a lot of like very hands-on. And, and so as we started to grow and, and do more and more covers, um, you know, we kind of took a look at what that, the idea of that restaurant was, um, and tried to evolve it a little bit. And then we opened Wild Air shortly after that. Like, yeah, it seemed like, I mean, you guys crushed it. Like, it's only been five years and now you have three restaurants, the cookbooks coming out, all that stuff. Like five years seems, I mean, I know it's New York, so everything is like pretty fast paced, but I mean, you guys are everywhere. You're doing everything. Like you've gotten everything. You're like, I love it. It's great. But what, what are some of the things from that, like come up or like that, the early days to like when you've kind of been like, okay, this is really gonna like work. Was it like opening up wild air and being like, okay, we got this spot now. We're like, Moving. I mean, definitely opening Wild Air was was kind of an eye opener of just like what it what it took to or what it takes to kind of um, 
exist as a small business in, in New York. And I think we, you know, we were kind of, um, I don't know, naive or something about opening just the one place. We thought, I remember talking to, um, like Andrew Carmelini and Paul Liebrandt and a bunch of older chefs that were kind of, uh, I never worked with them, but I like know a lot. Mentor, yeah, like yeah. in this, in the, in the and, sphere. You know, I remember like Andrew telling me like, it's never going to work. And he was, you know, not being, um, that at, this, at that point he only had, he didn't have, he has tons of restaurants now, but I think he just had like the, he had Lakanda, Lakanda Verde in one other place, but he was just saying, cause he was always the, yeah. the chef's chef, just, you know, Cafe Blue and Avoche. And he was always like, he had the vision though, and understanding that, you know, it's hard to do that small, you yeah, know, I think. One restaurants. Yeah. So I was like, no, it's going to be small, you know, we'll have 40 seats and, and everyone's like, it's a little too small. It's a little like, you know, too specific. And we were just like, nah, we'll make it work. You know, we built everything around this idea of being open five days, which I think that, you know, it was, it's, it, it only worked because we didn't give ourselves another option because we didn't say, well, we were going to open seven days or we we're going to do lunch or we, we really stuck with just this idea. And so, um, you know, in New York, it's really, it's tough because, there's so much pressure to, to, you know, whether it's from people, you know, even if you make your, your numbers just being open for, for five days doing dinner, there's still this, like people get upset that you're not open other days. Cause they're like, they take offense to like, Oh, I tried to come in on Sunday and you guys weren't open or they take offense to the fact that like that you can't, you know, make the restaurant what, what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that's the thing is like when you're in a smaller city, it's harder to do stuff that's like really outside the box. But at the same time, um, New York is so big that you get people, you get such a diverse crowd. So people think that they kind of can demand whatever they want. Right. You know, like you, you have people that are open to different ideas, but you also have people that are like, well, I don't want dairy but I don't want you know this non-dairy option that you have and you know I need to to eat at this certain hour and it's like all these things and you're like all right cool like well this is what we have like this is you know you're always presenting what you're you know you're offering which is well I have two openings tonight and this is the menu offer and people still really you know they want to force their plans onto to your establishment you know and that's how new york is is like they always think that they have a right there's like a right that's not you know it's not the restaurants it's the the diners right yeah and so that's always difficult and i think that when we open like that was was the hardest thing is just kind of saying not having any options right, like having just, options yeah. and and so that was what while there was really a reaction to was kind of like coming up with yeah because people it's weird because they want they they are supporting you and they're telling you that they like what you do but that they're really angry about like certain things so we open while there to try and um deliver a a product to you know with our vision but to a broader audience and it worked you know and people really enjoyed being able to come in and order the way they wanted to order and have a glass of wine yeah and it really helped with like financially with being able to sustain a few more things just like whether it be the cooks and scheduling um ordering in in like greater amounts and you know that's a thing that um kind of having that conversation with Carmelina about the numbers of that small restaurant not really working is you almost need several restaurants to to be able to function in New York because you need them to feed off each other unless you just have this one hit that just you know and usually that one hit needs to, to kind of um 
surpass like um you know the 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 projected numbers that, that anyone would expect you to be able to do so whether it's like sometimes it's just like something makes it so crazy that like everyone's lining up every day but in reality that's not normal you know that's not a way a business normally works and now Una. We were actually going to work on another project, um, something. Our, our idea is that Contra is, like, very involved, you know, so we were going to try and open more restaurants. Very involved for you. Yeah, very Hands involved on. For, yeah, for everyone. Personal, yeah. Yeah, so, like, me, you know, being involved with the menu or the staff being involved with how much they need to be able to prep, and every everyone is just very... Um, you know, has their hands full all the time with that restaurant because of all the changes and how busy it is. And we always thought it'd be, it makes sense to kind of be able to, um, if we did more projects that they would, um, the quality level would be able to sustain itself at a higher level if we uh, made it simpler. And so we were going to do a cafe. Um, but then I had, you know, ran into our partner, Anthony, um, Mangieri, who, has been a person I've been following for a long time because I was a big fan. He had a pizzeria um, of the same name, Una Pizza Napolitana, in 2004. And I had gone there in five or six, I think. Um, so this is like 13 years ago. And it stuck with me the way that that my experience in the pizza was just something that was so different for me that it really informed the way I was cooking at the time. I think at that time, like 2006, everything was like very El Bulli and busy and, and, and I just remember my brother taking me to this pizza place and it kind of made me wanted to, to simplify everything about what I was doing and just yeah. strip it down to like three ingredients, like getting the best of everything. And so that, you know, I didn't, think about it all the time but that when I look back that's exact. I remember that Stuck moment with you, yeah yeah so when I had I had been connected to um Anthony through Danny Bowen from Mission Chinese and he he didn't tell us that um he just connected us you know told me to go say hi and and introduce myself but he didn't tell me that Anthony was looking to move back to New York and so you know I just went up to him and we were we were chatting and I said hey if you ever want to move back to New York you know I just kind of said it like you know as a as a joke in a way or like as a dream to be able to to be involved somehow with this pizza restaurant that I was such a big fan of and then it turned out that he had reached out to me like a week later and was like hey were you serious about this this idea and uh so we had started planning that um you know just kind of informally talking about hey, do you think like we should try and do something together um, where we actually have an influence on, you know, the wines, the smaller plates and, and create this, this a, bit, a bit of a broader vision um, instead of just bringing back the same concept because uh, Anthony was talking about moving back and he has, you know, eventually um, to be able to uh, have a little bit more of a balance because he was making every pie for for decades. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. It seems like... I mean, that's another point that seems like you guys really hone in on is like a collaborative energy. Like you're always with everybody. Like you're everywhere doing everything with all of the people that, I don't know. It just seems like a really unique energy to be putting out there and like what you've done with the restaurant and even more so than just like a temporary little like pop-up thing or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think that that comes from just like my background was you know working for that group omnivore i worked at um 
at French Culinary Institute, the school that I had went to, I also worked there kind of bringing in a bunch of different chefs to do um, events and demonstrations and stuff. So I had always been really interested in collaborating. And then when me and Fabian decided to do Contra, it was it was two people, yeah. you know, collaborating on different ideas. And so while I have a lot of my own ideas and, and it's it's nice to be able to have someone, you know, different people push you and different people like to to validate and also to kind of tell you like what direction to go sometimes, you know. So we do the dinners and stuff all the time. We do events and it wasn't like intentional saying we were going to open or always going to do dinners, but we just we were at the restaurant all the time and it kind of started out as a way to be able to see other places, you know. There was um the first one we did was just a friend who has a restaurant in uh, in the south of France, and I know like you know my cooks aren't going to be able to go there. Um, I had been there before and spent a few weeks, and I was like, oh, this guy's in town. We should do. He cooked with Renee and Bo Back and all these guys before they even had Noma and Geist, and yeah. and so I was like, this would be cool for my cooks to be able to see um, someone's style and what they're doing because they would never. It's a small town in in you know outside of Nice, and what are the odds that they'd be able to go to visit this restaurant? So, you know, we, we started to do um, events and pop-ups or um, collaborative dinners, you know, so it would be like a way to see different food, different different ideas. Exposed to different yeah. ways people work, how they view things. And for ourselves like, as well, you know. Totally. You know, when we had, um, when we have chefs come in, like if it's, whether it's like Iñaki or Bertrand Grabeau, like these are, they're friends, but we usually spend the week with them they come in and we're talking about business we're talking about life the balance and like so it's a nice way of getting to see what other people are doing and like you know i for Bertrand, he has the same he has like three restaurants and he just started another project outside of paris and so we get to kind of like compare notes and talk about you know things that have yeah, happened how to, to him manage yeah. his, his lifestyle with his family and and how do they do things in paris and like ways we can learn outside of just like the food you know like you know how are you cooking your your cod or your straight bass it's right. like yeah that's like one small small element of like you know of how how do we yeah how our lives kind of overlap and then you know the bigger thing is just kind of to see what other people are doing creatively you know maybe it's just um the hours that the cooks are working or maybe it's the you know it could be any the style that they're doing work in like yeah it's yeah. not necessarily just about it's it's the food it's also the wine it's also the lifestyle it's also the design you know just being a cook um you know coming up in new york like especially like in the in the early mid 2000s there wasn't really like that kind of energy where you know chefs knew each other but mostly from like events and you go you know and you hang out with different chefs because you work together you know in the past but um I would say, yeah, it has a lot to do with the internet. Has a lot to do with yeah, breaking things down. Yeah, making and, it so and easy. people being yeah. more interested in like totally. you know different different collaborators and different ideas of, you know, now you have people who know the tiniest restaurants uh, in the farthest reaches of, of of the globe. It's like you would never have been been able to find those places, you know, 10, 15 years ago. So yeah. it just became more normal. Like we have we always are surrounded by you know other chefs and friends and talking about different ideas of how to improve things and that's kind of i think that that definitely stems a lot from not just it's not not like it, it, in paris like i mean it it it's a smaller city you know that's why population wise that's why we all know each other there is 
you know, everyone sees each other. Everyone goes like, there's only so many places to go hang out on like a day off and, and everyone works together. So it's a very small community. Um, and that's kind of like, it wasn't really like everyone said, we're going to start a movement and we're all going to hang out together. You know, Bertrand's restaurant, like Septime was right around the corner from my restaurant. And so before he opened, they would be working on the place and come over for lunch every week. And, you know, he had worked at L'Arpege with my old chef. And so it's a very straightforward kind of, you know, explanation of how everyone kind of knows each other and sees each other. But the same thing kind of, I guess, in New York now, people People are a little bit more like they're going out to eat and there's places that are more affordable mm -hmm. to eat so that's like you know my cooks they all they go to you know ops and they go to um, Roberta's and Four Horsemen and you know met and they can afford to eat at all these places because they're a little bit more yeah. affordable and you get to meet other cooks and chefs and people are happy they're coming in whereas kind of before it was really difficult like I wasn't able to ask friends to come to a restaurant I worked at for $120 for lunch it's like you know. it's like such a cool thing about the the way that things have gone for sure it's really fun yeah. to be able to be more casual about eating awesome right. food I think it's def yeah I mean it's you know we set out to, to make affordable food and um you know because that's the kind of it stems from us being able to go and try other people's places like that and the byproduct of that is like kind of cultivating relationships and being able to meet other people through yeah. you know you're gonna sit next to a table and oh yeah I recognize this guy he's a sous chef of here and yeah. and that and then you know I think a lot of you know my, my sous chef at um, at Contra before you know he had been a regular okay on the collaboration thing i have one question what's up with the faces and the christopher costal yeah. what's what? up with that stuff <laughs> on instagram that shit is crazy <laughs> i mean we you know we we have a we have a very um I guess we have a close relationship with with um the chef of um the restaurant at meadowwood and um you know he's he's just someone that we took a liking to to picking on and kind of making him part of our our day-to-day -day, yeah. uh, shenanigans or whatever, you know. Yeah. People always, we're busy, but like, Fabian has a little bit of a, you know, we, we both have an interest in design yeah. and a little bit of background of like messing around with that kind of stuff. So yeah, it doesn't take as much time to, <laughs> to be to able to of, roll out a whole yeah, like, campaign so, of... <laughs> You know, it's, there's not a really a, like people ask us all the time, like especially people who like don't know us very well, and they say, "What's you know? Is there something? Is there a bigger? There's no bigger message. There's no bigger. <laughs> there's no answer really. It's just he's a he's a funny guy. He's very uh, he's a hardworking chef that doesn't really get involved in social media, and uh, you know we like to have fun and yeah, it's interesting. I love it people can take all, everything so seriously yeah. all, especially like their Instagram and like all this stuff and I just love that sometimes it's just like goofy and fun and just like friends doing something on a stage that a lot of people would kill for you know what I mean for their like stuff I guess I, I, I guess yeah a lot of it stems from him being probably one of the least known you know chefs of that caliber like like I think he's maybe the least known three star chef yeah. um in the states and and they're doing such such great stuff over there uh and he's he's a really nice guy and we we did a dinner at meadowwood and you know he he's always very generous and very um you know open to trying to put on 
um, up and comers and, 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 and I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, it could have been anyone. Maybe I don't know what the, the genesis of that was. I think we always did weird stuff and, um, you know, I used to have a, uh, like a, I, I wanted to, to do graphic design before I, you know, right when I was in high school and so did Fabian. So we, you know, we always send each other really strange, weird images that don't make it to social media, but the ones that do are usually like, are, are the ones that uh, people are, they're the most tame. Yeah. yeah. Listen, much stranger yeah. imagery. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was it, what's it like um, going from like your, you know, your setup is at Contra and the way that you've been cooking is small and tight and yeah, then going yeah. to a place like Meadowood that's like, yeah, no, it was know. difficult. I mean, because, you know, we do that a lot where we, you know, we're cooking people who have a lot of resources or hotels or, um, you know, in other parts of the world. And it's, it's actually more difficult because I think we, we, we're so used to, you know, the way we cook is based around what we have, you know? And I think that, that it's not the other way around. We don't like go and seek out equipment to fit what we do. We, we want to cook a piece of fish a certain way it has to be able to be done in this temperature oven that we need it for other things. So it gets finished on the piano of the of the of the stovetop or in, on a shelf. About you know, so there's all these different little weird quirks about cooking in a in a really small limited space. I think sometimes you you know, like when we went to Meadowood, I was like, we built a menu that was a lot more probably difficult and we said oh yeah we're gonna do all these things that we don't normally have time or resources to do because they have everything 20 people working there and but then yeah it's not in your normal scope so sometimes it's easier like to kind of cook with like a you know being pushed into a corner yeah that's what i think yeah yeah, easier to cook with like a plancha and a toaster oven like a little griddle and a toaster i mean otherwise like you're kind of like trying to we've we've done a dinner at um at 108 in in Copenhagen that was also really difficult because it's like an upstairs and there's uh you know there's all these different aspects of like that you don't think about it's like oh well there's a back waiter and this person that and you know we're just used to doing something really small and and fast and uh yeah no it's it's uh we've we've gotten used to it because we've we've traveled a lot and you know we we try and keep the food as um, as simple and based around what we normally do. And if they happen to have a nice, you know, $20,000 stove or, uh, you know, oven, great. Then we'll, we'll try to make use of it. But you know, the food that that's kind of like, that was the thing about when we started the cookbook was all the, it wasn't like necessarily that we made it, we adapted any of the recipes because everything that we do in the restaurant, you could do at home because it's yeah, an because oven, it's, a stove. Yeah. It's an oven, a stove. It's not like fancy equipment. It's not fancy. The technique is just being you know, deliberate about yeah. things. So, or yeah. having a unique vision of how to put it together. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was, you know, that I guess is hopefully what comes through um, in the book that we did was is just kind of it's not so much about learning techniques. It's more just why we did certain things and why you know if you if you're interested in doing those things, why like how to go about it. Yeah. What were some things in um, conceptualizing and realizing the book some ideas that you know came through didn't come through or um yeah i mean the hardest thing about the book was just conveying the the idea of what we do yeah using that medium because it's a it's paper you know yeah and when you look at a dish sometimes that we 
it doesn't seem spectacular, mm-hmm. you know. And when you or, you or when you read about how it put it together, it's like, oh, yeah. that's all it is, right? Yeah, like, duh. but it's yeah. you know, I guess that's that's the thing is like we're trying to explain. All this is is really a piece of fish that's poached, but where we cook it to may be a little bit different from what you're used to, mm. and that's why we find it special. Or the amount of, you know, some some ingredient that goes in there seems like a lot, but that's because we're trying to create something in the end. And I think that, you know, that was the hardest thing about doing the book is that it we, we don't work off of recipes. We don't really work off of these dynamic the pictures and the and the way you know it it what it came down to was really the combination of ingredients i think like the flavors and then the the technique of cooking and just approaching things and then the the genesis of where those dishes came from and if you read the book it it kind of it's a place you know it's a place in new york and it's a time but it it talks a lot about um how those dish, those dishes kind of came about, mm-hmm. and then to me, when when it's all said and done, you read the whole book and all the recipes. Like those are not, they're not like recipes that should live on for twenty, thirty years. And you're like, this is the, you know, <laughs> this is life. But it it create it paints a big picture of yeah, like it's more the feeling. Yeah, you know, like oh, okay, so they had a lot of this ingredient. And this is what they did with it, or you know, this is a combination of things I wouldn't normally think but this is the way that it it came together on that dish so that's really what the book is it it it's a lot of um you know it's a time it's a certain time the dishes that we do today are going to look different from what they were two years ago and they're going to look different from what we're doing two years from now um but they all have the same approach just kind of you know respect for the the quality of ingredients and um, you know embracing different ideas and different cultures and different people that you come across. Yeah, your experiences and your yeah, yeah. your skill sets and I think it, it talks a lot about. Um, we we say it that relationships you know are a big part of the restaurants and so some of the dishes touch on that um, you know things that we were that we probably wouldn't have come up with unless we had been to this part of Italy mm-hmm. or we had met this guy who was you know bringing us these strange you know vegetables or something so it's it's a the relationships really um kind of inform the style and that and it always has been that way yeah awesome can't wait to check the book out um and again it just seems like your energy and your like love for life and food and cooking comes through in the book even just the stuff that I've seen so far about it and with the restaurants and all the social media stuff you guys have going on like it just to me I'm always just like man they love everything that they're doing right now and that's a beautiful thing and to be able to share it with people is amazing oh, thank you yeah, yeah I mean it's um, you know it's definitely a blessing we've been able to to do so much in a short time yeah um, it feels like it's been a lot longer but right I, I was surprised when I saw your post the other day that it's only been five years it feels like yeah. Contra has been a thing for longer than that for sure yeah really um, especially in New York I think um, if I think about all the different cooks that have been through or the different dishes you know we only put I think we put 80 dishes in the book 80 90 dishes or um, not not all of them are um, are things that have been you know in in the restaurants even there's probably like a thousand more recipes that we talked about and we were like no yes and you know 
because we'll start with a crab dish and then you'll see 10 crab dishes within a few weeks you know because it's a season for that and um so that's there's it feels like it's been a long time but it's really looking back and yeah five years i guess it's not that that long um but you know for us it's always been it's really fun that we've been able to do so much in a short time because it it's it, it's like a lot of hope for for the future and like right. yeah what are some things that you're looking forward to in the next the next five years? Sp- or, I mean, five years. If if five years has been, I mean, that's un. I don't know if you could see that, but even like year or two years yeah. or stuff like that. Like, well, we have another project um, that we're working on, which is a wine shop oh, and cool. a little wine bar attached to it. Um, so we're really excited about that because it's so different. It's retail, um, so we get to exercise. You know, probably some of that design creativity that we that we like to dabble into, and it'll also have food and and drink in the bar and that'll be another opportunity to kind of come up with things in a very small limited space which I always find exciting and a challenge Um, that's that's gonna happen early 2019 and then um, I'm just excited the rest of the year to keep um, touring with the book and um, just furthering these these uh, Contra while there and Una just they're always every year we we make pretty big changes you know whether it's rehauling the space or the the menu and so it's always always stuff happening yeah that's all we have really planned is just to keep you know evolving with the the spaces that we have so I just have a couple of questions that I've been asking everybody that's been on the show yeah. um, what was the last memorable thing that someone else has cooked for you I would say there's a restaurant in uh, Paris that I used to go to alone like on, on like a on like a Sunday called Laos I am and it's just like this you know Laotian uh, Cambodian Thai kind of restaurant um, I and uh, I used to go there and get like this this salad um, it's like fried up rice and fermented pork sausage and a bunch of herbs and um, I pretty much got that or two other things because you're eating by yourself it's like very filling and then um, uh, I, li- I lived you know I, I, I lived pretty close to there and then I but when you yeah when you're living in, in Paris it's not like you kind of crave other things other than eating like French you know creative bistro food so then I was back there last week and um, I was with some I was with best one from sub team and some other friends and they were like we're going to Laos I am and I was like what I was like all right fine you know that was that was a it's a cool place good got good wine and uh had a really nice dish of um grilled uh veal liver and but just with you know marinated with like and with like a bit of fish sauce and these spices and it was it was really tasty um that was probably the uh everything was really really good that that night but that was a really cool thing because i had uh I had only been eating two things there for for a long time, and then I, I know that there's other things on the menu, but I just like it's yeah. hard to order like a bunch and try a bunch of different things there. So, and and I think it's become like there's a younger guy there who's like one of the owners, and it's blown up. It's become much bigger of a restaurant. When I was there, you know, there was like a wait to get in, but now there's like a huge line, yeah. and so it was I was like, oh, there, we had all these interesting things because they were trying to trying to hook us up. So yeah. we had trying to show you all yeah, our had stuff. a lot of really tasty yeah different bites there yeah. Um, what is the last thing that sticks out in your head that you've cooked for someone else? That um, last week, the same trip, I was I was there working harvest at um, 
uh, at Domain Moss, which is a, a an organic wine uh, winery. You know, pr- they make natural wine and good friends of ours. And I was cooking a lot of the, a lot of the days, and um, I made um, pasta or you know rigatoni alla paiata, which is a classic Roman dish of uh, it's kind of the the veal intestines, but with the uh, the, the chime still in there, so there's like the milk that's um, fr- that digested. Yeah, so yeah. when it when it when it gets heated, it kind of creates like this ricotta like texture. It's a really nice sauce. So um, it's not something it's something I eat all the time in um, in Rome, but we can't get that really in New York. Um, so I saw it at the market in uh, in Angers, in this town that um, that I was in, and I was like, oh, we, you know, I love to make pasta alla paiata so we bought these veal um called fraise du veau these veal intestines and and i made that dish and it was very very gratifying yeah yeah it's it's something i I guess it's one of those things i've never made i when i lived in france we cooked a lot of you know cool stuff that that you don't have the opportunity to to make here i I guess i never made that but i've eaten it a lot so it's something when you've you knew you, how to do it. You, I knew how to do it. Yeah. yeah. I knew how to do it. Like, I'd worked for a Roman chef. I'd been to Rome. I'd go to Rome all the time. i eat the dish. Um, so I knew how to do it. And I had all the instincts. And I had all, because I had eaten it. And yeah. I, and I, and you knew what you wanted. I knew what I wanted to, yeah. to, for it to end up being like. And so that was really, I always love those kind of things. Because it's like, after cooking for years and years, and you, you get to, mess around like there's always stuff that like depending on maybe it's where you live or the the price or the avail sometimes you don't have an access to right. you know like you don't always get to experience those things because maybe there, there's there's you know cost cost prohibitive or or you don't have the time to prepare something that takes that long so yeah. for me i was like that was a very uh yeah i was like yeah we're gonna definitely we'll take that and you know and cool. make something that i've always and enjoyed on eating. the vineyard like yeah it seems like pretty dreamboat situation there's sure. a lot of very uh hard-working hungry um, harvesters yeah. yeah so everyone had a big appetite and uh so i got to make that yeah um, and last one, what is the most memorable or food memory you have from your childhood or growing up? Or Growing up, I didn't really eat much um, interesting. I mean, we had a lot. The thing is, I always uh, ate a lot of uh, potatoes and, and you know, chicken. And, like, I was so picky. I didn't eat vegetables or anything. But the one time that I had to eat vegetables and, and see other things was, like, Chinese food. Because I grew up, you know, whether we went out or eating in like that was the one type of food that I was basically forced to eat despite what it was so um it wasn't until I was probably a teenager that I had a salad you yeah. know that was like <laughs> I never <laughs> ate like vegetables or anything but um yeah I remember growing up we used to eat um this uh it's like a like a pancake of sorts it's a, a layered or almost like a laminated dough um that is uh stretched and and turned into like a little circle and it's um it's called draw bang it's like um it's like a scallion pancake but five times the size and it's it's very flaky it doesn't have scallions in it. it's plain you kind of dip it into like a sauce um but that's like a northern Chinese thing. We never made it, but there's like we would always get get it at like a at a restaurant near our house, and uh, that is that's the kind of food that like I don't think I had a maybe like a proper you know croissant or anything at that point. Um, 
but that's some I love like a laminated dough or like a layered pastry or something that's flaky and fried and crunchy or so that is something if I ever see another culture that does something of that nature I always gravitate towards those kind of things yeah. things with layers and, and texture yeah cool all right what, uh, is there anything else you want to say or anything else you want to hit anything you want to promote or any whatever it doesn't matter no the book comes out um I think October 25th. Um, so it's, it's on Amazon and, uh, it's, yeah, it's a fun, you know, fun read. We, it's got, they did a really good job of putting it together with photos. And, yeah. It looks beautiful. And everything. And you worked with Alison Roman. She was, um, she wrote, um, a good chunk of the book. Um, she's an amazing, um, writer and collaborator. And again, another person that we, she's you know, always connected. She's right. If there's something that's going on. Yeah. Collaborating in, with people who really have a, you know, she's been coming to the restaurants and she knows us. She's traveled with us. So, um, that was a great experience. And this guy, Maddie Kim, um, who's a very talented individual shot the photos. Um, and so we were, we were all very involved, um, uh, in the, in the process of putting together books together. So we spent a lot of the four of us, me, Fabian, Allison, and Maddie. Um, so that was a real, you know, fun experience getting to work with other people, just, just like the way we work with other chefs. And yeah. 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 But with yeah. words and pictures yeah. instead of, I mean, I, you know, I can barely, I have terrible grammar and spelling. Yeah. So, uh, it was nice to be able to have someone who really was, is able to push us and, and, get the narrative right. out of us and uh and trying to articulate with, it yeah and he's eaten at all the restaurants and so he was just, he's um uh living in korea doing some food and beverage stuff and he's not even like a, a trained photographer he just learned on his own yeah. so that was we, that was fun we got to collaborate and come up with you know a way that represented what we were already doing um and kind of just bring that to a bigger scale you know make it look a little bit more polished so yeah cool Thank you, Jeremiah, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. And if you are in New York City, check out Contra. They just got a Michelin star. Go to Wild Air, their wine bar, small bites place, and their pizza spot, Una. Killer stuff. Buy their cookbook, a very serious cookbook. It's out now, and you can get it wherever you get cookbooks. All right. Thanks for listening. 